0: Hello everybody, welcome. Welcome to this show, this podcast called Beyond Trans. My name is Andre and I'll be your host. And today's guest is... Stephen. Hello. Okay, great. So, um, I, I like to start off with presencing some statistics because they're sobering. And it um, it just makes us aware of why it's important to share with one another in the transgender community what's important to us, what works, what doesn't work, like that. And these are some, just some statistics. 50% of male youth suicides are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. 80% of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender youth, queer youth, report that they have cognitive, social, and emotional isolation. When, in, when a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer youth comes out to their parents, one out of every four are asked to leave their home. So, that's 25%. That aren't accepted now. I'm not making the parents wrong. You know, it's all perfect, and the intention of this podcast is to bring awareness and to assist and uplift one another using tools that sharing tools that um, we've used that work to assist us in navigating day to day living, and so that we can live happy, healthy lives just as we are. We have the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, just like everybody else. So, it's discovering what works for each of us. So, here we go. Welcome to Beyond Trans. So, um, talking about a toolkit, like, so if you visualize a toolkit you know, you've got the kit, you've got all the things in it that you use to, you know, assist you in living a life where things work. So what is it in the trans, transgender community? What are some things that we have utilized? What are some things in our toolkit that helps us to to live and to navigate and have things work in our lives in a, in a day-to-day basis. Well, one of the things that comes to mind, right for me, right off the bat is communication. Is learning how to communicate um, with people. And that includes not only speaking, but listening. So much of conversation is listening. And I think that sometimes we're not present to that. Um, and then there's speaking. And then there's interpretation, which is always an adventure. you know someone could say something, and we might interpret it one way, one minute, and then ten minutes later we're interpreting it another way. Um, so communication is the first thing that comes to mind for me in a toolkit um, any Any thoughts on that, Stephen, or well, I would say
1: actually, my idea spawns off yours with communication. I think one of the most important things in a trans person's toolkit would be social media, because I feel like we require it in order to create a sense of community. And also, I feel like it's just important to reach out and kind of come out on social media before you do in real life, so you know what to expect, and you can create a support system outside of the physical that you can lean on. Like, for instance, if you come out on Facebook to other family members and such and kind of gauge their reactions, you might be able to figure out what your parents' reactions might be. You may have to remain closeted for a while, but you can be out on social media to certain friends. So you kind of build your own support system and your own comfortable sector and community. So I think social media has, like, a huge part in bringing us together and also kind of helping us communicate with one another. I, myself, use social media. I, like, kind of have my own little diary on Twitter where I just post, like, my splurge thoughts and random little tidbits of my life, and I feel like a lot of people can benefit from that, and a lot of times people can relate to you or you can relate to others over social media and even find people in your area who are like you or share the same interests. And a lot of the time, most trans community opportunities in real life can be found through social media. Like a lot of the groups that we may attend, go to, Mm. or create are founded on social media because that's where we tend to gather in the first place.
0: So true, good point. You know, when I think of social media, I think of people that live in rural areas who may not know, you know, Scoot from Scout, and (laughs) they don't know anybody in their area. Such as me. (laughs) Such as (laughs) Stephen
1: and me. You see, we both live in a very rural area. It's mostly conservative, called Lake County. It's kind of this, like, ho-dunk little area where there's, like, horses and cows, so it feels secluded, but it's actually not. You just have to figure out how to reach out I feel, and that's, it's easy to say, but harder to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, like, a lot of people often feel lost, mm-hmm. or they end up feeling like they don't know where to go, because you can feel far from everything, or you feel excluded from
0: things because you don't know how to access them. hmm And so social media helps us to bridge that gap when we don't know many people in our area. Um... What do you feel are some of the, the benefits of being out in the transgender community on social media? And what are some of the detriments? Have you, or have you discovered any? I would say, I'm going to list the detriments
1: first, because that's what everyone thinks of before they think of the positives. Um, the detriments would be if you aren't out to other people and they somehow find your account, Or they're just browsing or something, like, they can rat you out to other people, or they may view you differently. Um, Another con would just be the fact that other people who are on this same social media platform who may not agree with such things as you being yourself may Mm -hmm. decide to bully you on your profile or something. But... I feel like there's too many positives that outweigh those types of cons. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, you are open to an entire internet full of support systems with people who can teach you things that you may need to know for your life and for the ease of your existence.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, like, let's say someone isn't trans and they don't, you know, we, we have to stand in other people's shoes. Like, they may not get it at all of what you mean about you know, your life being in danger or surviving or, you know, they just have no concept for that. And so rather than make people wrong, let's stand in their shoes, have compassion for them and help them to understand if they choose to understand. So can you say a little bit more about, like, what do you mean saving your life and, you know, that sort of thing? Like, what is that like for you?
1: I mean, you're a lot less of a salty bastard than me, not going to lie. But I mean, when it comes to it, cis people cis meaning you identify with the gender you are born with um, we'll We'll go over vocab topics in a second, but the thing is, a lot of the time they don't understand that murder rates are very high in the gay community, and there is a lot of job discrimination, so survival can be finding a steady income, where your employer won't discriminate against you, or you wouldn't have a hard time dealing with people, because a lot of the time in retail jobs, customers have actually complained. My friend, whom I live with, actually um, has had her manager tell her that if anyone complains to them about her being a transgender woman, or if anyone comes to her and bullies her at all that she will have them banned from the store which is very cool but a lot of people aren't like that no they're not and they could say like if a customer complains that your lifestyle bothers them or other customers that manager may decide to let go of you or the company may see you as a liability or an ass or like kind of a false asset, where you wouldn't bring anything good, and you could only bring bad. And also, housing opportunities are few and far between. One, affording them, because, you know, jobs are hard to get if you are in the transgender community. And also, housing, like, a lot of people don't want transgender tenants, or they think you won't have a steady source of income because you're transgender because there's such a flaw in the way we can procure jobs Mm -hmm. a lot of the time sometimes even just going outside can be scary because depending on your area you don't know what can happen that day like who could walk across your path and possibly dislike you or figure out you're trans or gay or But I feel like a lot of that survival and that struggle is lost upon most white straight people. Because I feel like in the African American and kind of Hispanic communities and such, they're a little more understanding because they already deal with a type of discrimination, it's not the same discrimination, but it is similar. And as a brown person and a transgender person, I can just say that it is difficult on both sides, but it kind of helps us to understand one another because
0: minorities tend to group with other minorities for strength. hmm Yeah, um, I've had some friends, just to add on to that, when you were sharing about just going out and living a day-to-day life and feeling threatened. I've had friends that have that are transgender that have been chased down the street for doing nothing more than being themselves and walking down the street and living their lives. they've been harassed bullied uh threatened and um so that so all of that kind of presence is for those who may not understand some of what it's like so employment housing. And living day-to-day can sometimes be an opportunity. So, okay. So, um, Stephen, you mentioned going over some vocabulary that um, to familiarize folks with transgender vocabulary. I'm thinking, um, like, where would we like to begin
1: with that? Well, first off, the distinction between cis and trans. Cis being... Cisnormative, which means that you identify with the sex you were born with if you were born female, then you identify as female and present as female, and if you are born male, then you identify and present as male. Meanwhile, trans is when you identify as something differing or opposite of the gender that you were born with or assigned to,
0: yeah, and I just want to tag into that before you go on that yeah go ahead um trans can be not only the opposite it can be a movement or a spectrum so if i identify as transmasculine i may not identify as a man i may identify as the masculine within myself so there's um you know letting go of the um the gender of one or the other letting go of the the duality of that you know we can call ourselves transmasculine or trans feminine, where we're moving in that spectrum of who we are. Yeah, go ahead. Meanwhile, I'm the most binary person. <laughs> but um he's the most binary. Person.
1: What? And another thing is, a lot of people can get confused by the term "dead name." I don't personally use the term "dead name" very often, just because a lot of people don't exactly know what it means, and a lot of people get confused, but. When a trans person says or refers to their dead name, it usually means the name that they were born with or given to by their parents, a.k.a. the original name before they chose a name to better fit them and their new persona and personality and kind of way that they want to be seen in life. And I feel like there's a lot... Like, There is one thing I want to say later about dead names, because I feel like that is a very important topic for us
0: to go over at some point. Okay, and I also want to say that um, persona is huge. Like, you said, um, you know, the name that matches your persona. It's because we'll it's be- how
1: you're presenting. It's how the world sees you. Yes,
0: and we'll be getting into that in another podcast. Persona is huge. Like, how, are we, how do we want to show up to the world very much matters, and we can always change it. Go ahead. Um, but,
1: yeah, I guess other terms would be top surgery, mm-hmm. because that, uh, surgeries often come a lot, come up a lot when anyone talks to a trans person, because, you know, asking someone what kind of personal procedure they may have done on their body in the future is just totally a normal question, right? Ha <laughs> ha. But... Top surgery is usually what transmasculine or transmen use to refer to mastectomies, which is the removal of extra fat or um, breast tissue on the upper torso, a.k.a. chest flattening. And bottom surgery refers to both transfeminine and transmasculine transitioning, where you change the overall shape, or function of genitalia. And that is a lot more personal topic. I hope we can have an episode in the future discussing bottom surgery because it's a very, I guess you could say, interesting and unexplored field and topic on most transmedia. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are the terms that come to mind immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. But, so far, that's all I can really think of. Just because, like, there aren't many niche terms. We are just people who use different things to describe ourselves, but... Yes, we
0: are. Well said. We are just people living our lives just like everybody else. Carving out our existence.
1: (sighs) Okay. So, I just want to say that, I think the first thing that comes to, I just want to discuss transition as a thing, like, because I feel like a lot of people don't know where to start when transitioning, Mm -hmm. and if I were to start anywhere, I would first start with personal hygiene. Because the way you take care of yourself often ends up as part of the way you present yourself. A lot of people view personal hygiene in different ways, but I'll go over how I... Well, then again, I never really transitioned. Like, that sounds weird. I'll explain it at some point because I feel like there's different
0: types of transitioning, but... Yeah, I feel like that's something for a future podcast, like self-care is really huge, like there's the taking care, taking care of the physicality, taking care of the mental, taking care of the emotional, taking care of the spiritual, all of that, um, you know, can be, can... Can ask us for a lot. So self-care is definitely worth worth a a podcast topic, I feel, as well.
1: And again, if anyone is listening to this podcast, if anyone ends up wanting to kind of leave comments or give suggestions or kind of approve of certain topics, we are listening. We are. we are definitely open to kind of exploring every topic. In fact, I actually want to touch on the name of this podcast, which me and Andre have made together, which is Beyond Trans, because I feel like transness is important, and it affects every single part of our lives, and as Andre said, when he was describing the idea of this podcast to me, Beyond is kind of this idea of our lives in general, and not
0: just being trans. Yes, and... Well said, and that's one of the things we really want to, um, hit home with on this podcast is, um, this being the introductory podcast, we're just kind of letting you know what all we'll be covering, um, is beyond trans, trans means beyond, so we're going to be discussing the beyond, the beyond, like, okay, so we're trans, yeah, we got it, so, you know, what are we doing to cope, what are we doing to live, that sort of thing, um, because we're all flowers we're all blooming and you know trans is is almost like the flowering of it and who we are the essence of who we are regardless of the outer shell um is coming out is blooming is allowed to express itself i feel like that's the intention of this series is allowing you to blossom and be who you really are and to enjoy the journey so any uh, last thoughts, Stephen, before we wrap it up for our first podcast? Well, I just
1: want to add the thought in that kind of goes along with what you are saying. It's not just transness that we're talking about because a lot of the time trans people end up only thinking about their transness purely because it becomes such a huge factor in our lives and it becomes so intertwined with everything that we do. We forget to just be us and n- and kind of push away from identifying under a certain area or kind of involving it in everything we do because we are trans therefore it is in everything we do already i'm not saying activism is wrong anything because we are performing a trans activism but
0: just being ourselves is a radical act yeah, I feel like Living as who we authentically are, radical act. Yeah, there you so go. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing that and we we love you, we appreciate you, and we acknowledge you. And very we much. very much approve of any and one thing
1: I really want to go over in this series is there is no right or wrong way to transition. Woo <laughs> woo. Your version of transitioning is being comfortable
0: with yourself. Yes. That's that's a great thing to wrap up on. I love that. Yeah. All right. So thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you, and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Bye-bye.